0: Hey, Lighthouse Niagara family, this is Pastor Joel Sloss. I hope that the message you received today blesses you so, so much. A glorious church. I know I've been mentioning that along the way the last number of, of months. And um, I know that I won't finish today. In fact, I'll just start uh, this I already knew, the Lord had already put a word on my heart much earlier in the week and I knew what the word was. And so even as it was being fleshed out throughout the week and this morning and then around eight o'clock this morning, uh, I knew that what the Lord had given me was not for today, it was for the next time. And it's like, Lord, are you serious? Am I, you're serious? You're, you're, you're saying, well, this, this is for next time, and you're giving me the intro to this now? And it's like, uh, Lord, uh, don't do that to me, you know? So I was, I was scrambling. I was scrambling uh, uh, to, to get everything finished, and I realized, okay, I've only got so much time. And um, so this is uh, basically the introduction uh, to, uh, it'll probably be two or three uh, services uh, about this glorious church. Uh, and I read at the beginning from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 27, it says that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. A glorious church. I've mentioned this a few times as well. Last December, there's something about numbers. I, I tend to remember numbers. December 12th, during prayer time, and we were praying. And it was we were praying for this year, and there was a confirming of the direction for the church for this year. And I thank God for the direction because there's been times where I think, okay, that's too much, too big. And the Lord says, no, 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 that we would be shining in the darkness boldly in Jesus' name, boldly moving forward by his spirit. And so the Lord, different things have come along where if it wasn't for that word given over the fall of 2020, into coming into 2021, and especially on that day, particular morning, it was just the three of us, my mom and dad and myself as we were praying right here, right in this area right here. And there was a confirming of this word that was being fleshed out over the course of s- several months prior to that day. And it was my dad as he began to pray, and I hadn't shared with him, I hadn't shared, hey, this is what the Lord has given for this year, 2021. But he was confirming different parts of it in his prayer. I said, thank you, Lord. And while there was that time of prayer, there was a vision that I saw of a a dog cowering and whimpering. And the Lord spoke and said, this is... Is not an illustration of the church that I'm coming back for. A cowering, whimpering, defeated church. The Lord is not coming back for a defeated church. The Lord is not coming back for a church that has been overrun and overtaken and we're just barely hanging on. That is not what Jesus Christ is coming back for. He is coming back for a glorious church that can stand in the face of persecution. This last week, especially, on Wednesday night, we prayed as a church for the persecuted believers in Afghanistan who are losing their life as we speak. To be able to stand up when se- someone comes and says hey are you a believer in Jesus Christ to say yes i am knowing it will cost them their life and being shot and killed on the spot i i heard it was the news is coming out of afghanistan they're they're taking phones you have a Bible app on your phone, if you have a Bible on your phone in Afghanistan, you will die for it. That's what's happening. Take the phone, just check, scroll through or search for Bible. If it comes up on your phone, you're dead. This is what's happening today, now, in Afghanistan. They shut down the borders. I'll tell you right now, a glorious church that not even in the face of death will say, you know what, oh, oh, I give up Jesus. I want nothing, oh, I don't, I don't know Jesus, who's Jesus? Not a denouncing or renouncing of Christ, but rather a proclamation of Jesus Christ is my savior and is my Lord. That is a glorious church. The church that's mentioned In Revelations chapter two, the church of Smyrna was a persecuted church. The Lord says, I see your works, I see your tribulation, and I see that you are are poor, but in brackets right after that it says, but you are rich. To hang on, and we may face persecution, we are seeing things happening already here in Canada that who would have ever thought would be taking place We could not even imagine that these things are taking place. The Lord is not coming for a defeated church, he is coming for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. This vision that I had, and the Lord was was very distinct and clear, he was saying, I'm not coming for a church that looks like this. Dave, I'm not coming back for a church that looks like this. I am coming back for a glorious church. A glorious church. So today, part of this verse would have us question, is he coming back soon? Is the Lord Jesus Christ coming back soon? Are we living in the last days? And I just want to read two passages quickly that that indicate what it will be like in the last days. And there are many scriptures. But I want to pull these, these out because part of it is impacting the church. We see things happening outside in the world, and, but there's also things that are happening within the church that we need to be aware of. We need to recognize, and for those that are watching online, you need to recognize this. And for those that may watch this at a later date, you need to know this. So are we in the last days? Now I'm, I'm talking about a glorious church, and I'm talking in this intro mainly, are we ready for his return and to be ready for his return? So 2 Timothy chapter 3, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me. Uh, right to that very first verse, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. It says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Okay, so I, I want you to know, if you think that, you know, we can get back to normal, it's going to get back to normal, according to this, we're going to be getting into perilous times, difficult times, dangerous times. So the Lord gives us a heads up at this point. Yet in all of that, a glorious church. A glorious church. Operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. In these last days, we will move not in our own strength, in our own capabilities in our own zeal, but in the power of the Holy Spirit by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now it goes into things that will be prevalent. And I, we, as I read through this, just think, is this how it is right now? I would say, as I go through all the points, check, check, check. Yep, 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 yep. We're living in the last days. Listen, for men will be lovers of themselves. It's about me. It's what I want. It's for me. I need... It's all about me. Lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers. Blaspheming God, I'll tell you. The blasphemation that's going on now, there it is blatant against God, against those that are followers of Jesus Christ, against Christians, blasphemous. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. This is creeping into the church as well. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. So I'm talking about the church, a form of godliness But denying the power of the Holy Spirit, denying the power of Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross. There's a denying of it. We go through the motions. We can go through the motions. And let me just say this the church is not a building, it's not an institution, it's not a club, it's not. It is, the church is made up of people. People, the redeemed, have come to salvation in, as they have their faith in Jesus Christ. But I want to say this, and we'll, we'll get to this, that there is a falling away. You can start the race, but not finish. You can start the race and go off tangent. You can start the race and then start going in circles, and we'll, we'll touch on that. It says, having a form of godliness, but, not, but denying its power, and I would say mainly the power of Jesus Christ and, and, and him crucified. Because the power of the Holy Spirit moves and operates through the finished work of Jesus Christ, and there's a denying of that. There's, hey, we can, listen, to have a great following, and we'll see, it says, and from such people turn away, for of this sort, all these different things that are happening, in a, and, and those that have a form of godliness, but deny the power, of this And from such people turn away, for of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Learning the things of God, but never coming to a knowledge of the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So there is going to be, there once again, you can start off, but you don't finish the race. And you get caught up. Listen, there are people that will stand before Jesus Christ, before God Almighty, and they'll say, Jesus, didn't we heal the sick? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? will say, depart from me, you, doer, you doers of iniquity and of wickedness. I don't know you. When there is a denying of the power, the power. In 1 Corinthians 1, it talks about, we preach, Paul says, we preach Jesus crucified, the power and wisdom of God. And there's a denying of this. And there's a, a, there's a creeping into households to make captives of, now it says in particular, gullible women. Loaded down with sins led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janice and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. They resist the truth. Jesus. I was just saying to a person this morning, listen. Jesus, without the cross, Jesus, if we don't grab a hold of who, who, not just who he is, but what he did for us on the cross, we will fall short. We can talk about Jesus, But if we don't talk about what he did for us, we won't address the issue of sin. And as a result, the wages of sin is death. The truth, the truth of Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross, men of corrupt minds, these individuals that come in, men of corrupt minds, disapproved concerning the faith but they will progress no further, for their folly will be, ma- be manifest to all, as theirs also was. It will be revealed. Listen, that we would not be caught up. Listen, there are, it is so easy. I hear it from people, from many. Hey, I'm, you know what, I'm, I'm listening to this person, I'm listening to that person, I'm listening to this person, I'm following, say, hey, you gotta, you gotta listen to this, this guy, you gotta listen to this woman of God. So I, I hear it, and I, I don't have a problem I don't have a problem, as you are listening to different people, but that you would say, is Jesus Christ and him crucified preeminent? Is that what it's about? Because listen, we can be, there being people, the church is being led astray just by following whatever. Listen, you can have followings, and it's easy to have a following now. Easy. One of the things that, that as I go on YouTube to check out different things, don't you ever look at the bottom at the number of subscribers that someone has? So when I go to to look at things regarding, oh, I got to fix something on my vehicle, you go to Chris Fix. Well, Chris Fix has millions of subscribers. And I don't think, all of the videos that I saw, I've never seen his face. He's always got his hands out, and he's pointing to this and that, and you got to change this and that. And the guy's got literally millions of followers, like more, fo- more people than, our, than in, our, in the GTA. And there are people that would say, we are of God in these last days. This is what is going to happen as the enemy ramps things up within the church even to the point of signs. Listen, do I want miracles to have happen? You better believe I do. To confirm the message of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Not that we're following signs, but the signs will follow us as we proclaim Jesus Christ and him crucified. We're praying about that this week. Not that we're chasing after signs, but the signs would follow us because we are proclaiming Jesus Christ and him crucified. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured. And out of them all, the Lord delivered me. The Lord delivered me out of them all, is what Paul is saying to Timothy. You follow my doctrine. I'll tell you, what was Paul's doctrine that was given to him by the Spirit, the revelation? You read, it doesn't matter what letter, that, that as you read, you recognize that Jesus is preeminent. What he did for us is preeminent again and again and again. And he's saying, you are following my doctrine. What I've preached what I've taught. That's what he says to Galatians. Who's bewitched you? You started off. Was not Jesus Christ portrayed amongst you as crucified? You started off and then you start, you went to something else. I say, thank you, Lord for your word, you deliver us out of all. You say, pastor, what about those people that got shot in, uh, in Afghanistan and are dead for their faith? Their children, they didn't kill the children. Hey, where are your parents? Seeing, looking for the, the children, parents killed, children taken away. They're looking for 12-year-old girls, especially 12 years old and up to, to be sex slaves, raped on a daily basis numerous times, 12 years old, 13 years old, 14 year old, and especially those that are of believer, believing families. We are living in the last days. that their faith would not falter. We pray that their faith will not falter in Jesus' name. The parents, they're with the Lord. If they have anything to say to their children, hang on to your faith in Jesus Christ. Do not compromise what saved you. Don't compromise, just hang on, and we'll see you again. We will see you again. Out of persecutions, the Lord delivers even in the face of death as Paul says, for me to live is Christ and die is gain. So I live for Christ and he sees me through the different situations. And when I face death, I have all to gain in being with the Lord Jesus Christ for eternity. I say, thank you, Lord. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. It's one thing to to know, hey, I'm going to deceive others. We're talking in the church to deceive others. It's another thing to be deceived yourself and to lead others astray. And this is what's going to happen in the last days, that people, It's worse to be deceived yourself to lead others astray and to have huge followings and lead them astray. Folks, I'll tell you right now, if they're not preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified, and it's preeminent, you're listening to the wrong person. You're following the wrong person. Evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. Listen, you know me. You know me. Some of these guys, you don't know. And it says, by their fruit, you shall know them for goodness sake. Check them out. Check their fruit. What is fruit? It's the, the actions of their lives and what is the result of it. Listen, I am not impressed by someone with the gifts of the spirit, I look at the fruit. For goodness sake, look at the fruit. I was saying to somebody, I think it was yesterday, you know what? Even if a person is healed, the man that was at the pool of Bethesda. You know what? All he wanted was for physical healing, and Jesus was offering not just physical, but spiritual, eternal. The man didn't accept it. He was healed physically, but he didn't accept the wholeness of healing when it comes to salvation. To be healed to be set free and not have salvation. You know, knowing from whom you have learned them. The good thing is you can scrutinize me. And you can realize, yeah, no, Dave hasn't arrived yet. You look at my wife and our relationship, You look at our children who are, who they are, and you see, you check out, you you are able to check out the fruit. Am I perfect? No, I am not. But thank God, as Paul says, you have followed my doctrine. Don't follow me but better you better follow the doctrine that I, I preach and teach, which is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Knowing from whom you have learned them and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. That is the foundation, Jesus Christ, the foundation for us to stand on the word of God and fullness. It says, all scripture, beautiful, verse 16, 2 Timothy 3, 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God or woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. I say, thank you, Jesus. Lord, that I would stand on your word I would stand on your word and allow your word to be a light when it comes to every step that I have to take that I would not be led astray. Because listen to what it says in Thessalonians 2 from verse 1 to 4. Listen to what it says. Now Paul's writing to the Thessalonians. Now brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him. Now I just want to... I'll expand a little bit on this. There's two things here, the coming of of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him. The coming of the Lord, when he comes to take the church or those that are followers of him, their faith is in him, and our our gathering. So there's two aspects to his coming. One, to take the church, and the second time he's coming to actually establish his kingdom here his earthly 1,000-year reign here on earth. May I say this? If you follow Jesus, if you love Jesus, you will not be going through the tribulation. Just want you to know, we're not going through the tribulation. Will we have persecution and, and difficulty before the, the tribulation? Yes. But it will be nothing compared what we have now is nothing compared to what will come during Revelations chapter 6 through 19. Has Revelations 6 to 19 begun yet? It has not. But we are living in the last days before the gathering together to be with Him. So, what does He say? What's going to happen? What Paul says, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. I cannot believe, and there's teachers that are teaching, yeah, you know what, we're going through the tribulation. We're not. Will people be saved in the tribulation? Yes. But those that are saved at at the trumpet will be caught up to be with the Lord. It says, the dead in Christ will rise first and we who remain caught up to be with the Lord in a twinkling of an eye. But in these last days before he comes, it say, he says in verse three, 2 Thessalonians 2 verse three, he says, let no one deceive you by any means. There is a deception that will come and is here already to deceive the believer. So do not be just following anybody. And if you are following different people, for goodness sake, check out their fruit. I don't care what things they are doing. You check their fruit. I'm not, I, I, the signs, the gifts of the Spirit, you check their fruit. You check their relationship with their wife. You check where their children are at. Paul writes in 1 Timothy chapter three, he says, especially for the pastors, one of the highest calling, he says, if you cannot take care of your own family, you have no right to take care of the church. And there are people that have not in their ministry, and they, they have great followings, Their own children are not serving the Lord because they haven't taken care of their family, their wife and their children. I'm telling you this now. You check them out. Do not let no one, so we're talking people, will deceive. They're going to be deceived and deceiving others. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. So there's going to be a falling away. I'm telling you, I see it. Where people are casual, we're talking people that have professed to be believers and followers of Jesus Christ, and they are casual about their walk with the Lord. Very casual. To the point where the, like the church of Laodicea, the only church, all the other churches says the church in Ephesus, the church in Smyrna, the church in, Ly- or, uh, in uh, Pergamos, always this, the church in that city and for the, the lukewarm church, it says the church of the Laodiceans. Laodicea was a city, but it said the church of the Laodiceans, it was their own church now, and in verse 20, Revelations 3.20, it says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open the door, I will come in and sup with him. What is he saying to this church? He's saying, I am on the outside and I want to come in. And he says, you think you are rich. You're rich, you're clothed and everything. You've got everything together. You think you got it all together. And he says, you are, you are naked, you are poor, you are wretched. And he says, unless you repent, I will spew you out of, my, out of my mouth because you are lukewarm. And yet he is calling to the Laodicean church and he's knocking. He's saying, hey, you need to get things right. In the last days, there's a deception, a falling away. And people are, are falling away. They are casual about their walk and about their faith to the point where they, they are almost like this lady and say, we, we got it all together. When the trumpet sounds, left behind, it says, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And this verse, as it goes on, is clarified the Antichrist will not be revealed until after the church is taken away, until that which restrains. There is a restraining right now from the the things coming to pass of the intent of man. Listen, there's a restraining. There's a mystery of lawlessness that is taking place right now. You know it. We are living in a day and time. Uh, Let me just say this. I just saw a graph the other day, a graph of, and it sort of had these spikes and it indicated time and it indicated number of deaths. You say, pastor, do you believe that COVID exists? Sure, we're we're, we're living in the last days with pestilence. I don't have a problem with believing a pestilence, but can I just say this? There's a deception things have been shut down. Do you know that there were just as many people that died in 2017 and 2018 than died in the last year here in Canada? In fact, more people died in in some of natural causes. So we're talking all deaths. All deaths in Canada, in Ontario. Of all the deaths, of everything, there's more people that died in 2017 and 2018 than died in the last year and a half with COVID. All the deaths combined, COVID included. I'll tell you, there's a mystery mystery of lawlessness and agendas that are going on that we don't see. And there's a restraining of this by the Holy Spirit as God works through us to restrain the mystery of lawlessness. And one of the mysteries and part of the lawlessness that's going on, let me just say this, for goodness sake, within the church, and I recognize there's extreme views on different things. For goodness sake, do not let that, your view, distract you from the work that needs to be done yet in these last days. Don't let your view... Don't let your relationship, people within the church are are struggling in their relationships with other brothers and sisters in the church and vice versa because there's a differing view. For goodness sake, don't let it distract you from the point of what we need to do in these last days. There's a work to be done because the Lord desires to, to use the glorious church before he comes back for the sake of the lost, that we would be the light and the witness in these last days for the sake of the lost. And here he's saying that we, there, there is going to be a falling away, unfortunately. There is a falling away, a falling from the Lord. So what does the Glorious Church look like? Oh, man. Oh, man. I got. F- I got four pages, and I'm just on page one. Okay. I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to be even finish the, the introduction. What does a glorious church look like? Listen, Matthew 16, and I'm going to close with this. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, some say that you're John the Baptist. So John the Baptist had been killed, or just recently killed. Some, Elijah, and others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Jesus is way more than a prophet. Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And then he switches his name. So Simon Barjona. He says, And I also say to you that you are Peter, his little rock. It's a little rock. And on this rock, I will build my church not on Peter, the Roman Catholic Church is built, Peter is the foundation, on him. Peter will be on Jesus Christ. There will be a building of my church, a glorious church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. The most powerful thing on the face of this planet is the body of Christ, the church. That's you and I as we believe in Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross, we become a part of that church instantly by faith. And it says the gates of Hades that of hell shall not prevail against it. I just want, I want to thank my brother, Pastor Nathan, Last year already, he says, he says, Pastor, the gates of Hades. Can I just say this? When was the last time that anybody used a gate for offense? Have you ever had gates used as a weapon of offense? Now, I know we, have, we can have shields, but not gates. Gates are a defensive structure. They're to keep things at bay. It says here, the gates of Hades shall not prevail against the church. In other words, the gates of hell, the, 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 the enemy, Satan and his hordes, will never prevail against the church. A glorious church and he says to this church and I'm saying to you at this time the Lord wants to do a mighty work and without giving too much I indicated that Julie and I were gonna the Lord was orchestrating a block party for us it was a thought of mine I've been praying for my neighbors for a long time yesterday I didn't orchestrate it. The Holy Spirit orchestrated. Those that did not know I'm a preacher, in fact, I, there's, they know now. This is, this, the, the lady says, this is preacher. My neighbor says, this is, there's Dave's on our, our street. There's three Dave's on our, on our road. There might be a f- a, a, one or two more that I don't know of. There's three. I'm preacher Dave. You know what? We had a time yesterday. There was over 20 of us there was 10 different households represented. And we sat, we basically, because we're on a, a, a circle, there's, during the four hours that we were together, and nobody, it wasn't like we said, okay, you know what, we're stopping at, we're starting at six and we're stopping at eight. We were together on the street, and the amazing thing was, like, There's not not a lot of people, not a lot of traffic that comes by our our circle because it's just a dead end. And it swings around. In four hours, there is only one vehicle that came in. And it was just one of the neighbors across from where we were. We were sitting on the road for four hours. And a work was accomplished because there was a connecting with people that I didn't know. And I say, Lord, you orchestrated this. I want to say to you, it says here, let me say it again, or I want to read verse 19. It says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I have been praying for my neighbors since we got there back in 2005. Interacting in different ways. Yesterday there was such a breakthrough that had nothing to do with us, Julie and I, but had everything to do with the power of the Holy Spirit that God desires to do a final work before his return that that is in a glorious and through a glorious church. The keys, I'm gonna give you keys, the things that you bind will be bound. It's, and I like the, the progression here. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. In other words, I have, I'm giving you authority in Jesus' name. In my name, I am giving you authority. And the things you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. In other words, I'm going to back your request as it is of me. And that which needs to be bound will be bound. And that which needs to be loosed will be loosed in Jesus' name. Keys, I'm giving because you recognize who I am, the Christ. Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven, that we would have a revelation of who Jesus really is. A revelation of who Jesus really is. And this morning that there will be a recognition that the the work that the Lord wants to do through us, I'll tell you, in different ways. It'll be, whether it's one-on-one or whether it's uh, teamwork or whatever, Last the other week there was a connecting with a whole contingent of individuals that that most of them don't necessarily go to church, just through basketball. Pastor Joel, Daniel, whoever is going to be heading this, this thing up, there is a work that can be done. The studio work that's going on to get out through the Internet and even is now going out through the Internet, there is a work that will be done yet before the Lord comes back and has already begun. I've been trying to correct different people the last little while. Revival is not a, an event. It's not a, an event. It's... it's, it's an awakening of, of the person that he is asleep or dead to revive somebody. That the church would not be dead. There has begun a reviving. There is a, a, an awakening that has already begun. Why? Because I see it in different individuals. I see it has already begun. And so the correction, I was one brother, I was saying, listen, if we get together and there's this huge event, well, that's it. We're going to have a revival. No, no, no. You can't have a revival. You can be revived and you can allow the Holy Spirit to work through you to minister to others. That's what the Lord wants to do at this time. A glorious church with authority and power in Jesus' name, bought by his blood, cleansed and washed by his blood, doing the work, a holy uh, church, holy, without spot or wrinkle working in the power of the Holy Spirit in these last days. Can we stand together? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I just, I thank you so much. <laughs> you would even, you would use Peter. Man, was, we, we know, you, you indicated in your word how flawed he was. And you used Peter. Lord, you indicated the different disciples, some more than others, and we recognize you didn't hold back the things of flaws within them. Lord, you worked through them. You worked on them, and you worked through them. And, Lord, so I just say thank you. Lord, we don't have to, we cannot, we'll never be perfect in our own righteousness, never. But, Lord, you have made us righteous because of our faith in you. And your, your blood that was shed for us, your body broken, your blood shed for us. And so, Lord, we just say thank you that you, you as we sang of your awesomeness before the message, as we sang again and again of, of, of who you are and your awesomeness, Lord, you desire to do these awesome works on us and through us to touch other people's lives. So, Lord, you are coming back for a glorious church. And, Lord, we thank you for the keys that you have given to us. that in Jesus' name, we can bind and we can loose, and you back us. I just thank you. you Lord, you desire to, be a, to do a work through us. I just say thank you, Jesus. We thank you. I thank you for your tremendous love and the, the, the responsibility. They say, hey, this is what I would have you do. And, Lord, you are with us in it. Lord, as we follow you, I just say thank you, Jesus, for this. Lord, that you will quicken us by your spirit. You will wake us up. If there's any that are asleep, in Jesus' name, I pray that you will awaken them. Lord, if there are any that are lukewarm, Lord, to that lukewarm church, you gave one of the most beautiful promises, as you said, if you repent, I will allow you to sit on my throne. Lord, it is on the throne where things edicts and, 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 and commands and, and decrees are given and things are accomplished in the spiritual realm. You, you gave this promise to even the lukewarm churches. They would open up their hearts and allow you to come in. So Lord, you love the church. You died for the church. We have life in and through you. And so Lord, we pray, let there be a move of your spirit now. Lord, let there be that move of your spirit in Jesus' name upon us. Lord, we surrender and we yield to you. Jesus, not just Savior, but Lord, in our lives. You are Lord in our lives. We surrender to you. Have your way. Have your way in us, Lord. And the works that are still to be done, that they will bring your name glory. The gospel will be presented, Lord, The things that have to be put into place for a mighty harvest, let them be put into place. Lord, the people that need to be a part, all of us, Lord, you have said that we should go out and make disciples. Lord, that that there would be a a making of followers of you. Lord, work in and through us. I just thank you and I praise you. You would move by your spirit, that we would have the, the spirit without measure as was on you, Lord was with you. Holy Spirit, come, Jesus. Fill us afresh anew. Baptize us, Jesus, in your spirit. Lord, that there would be many that will come to know you yet. I just thank you, and I praise you. You're an amazing God. I thank you for my dear brothers and sisters. I thank you for the work that you're doing on and through them, Lord. I just say thank you Lord, as they are surrendered and yielded to you, they don't never have to be afraid because you are sovereign. You are in control. Even in these days, even at this time, you are in control. Even in Afghanistan, even in the, the, the persecution, Lord, that you are interceding as well, that, that their faith will not falter. Our faith will not falter, even in the face of death. And Lord, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony and do not love our lives even to the death. Because our faith is in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I bless your name. If there's anybody here to, uh, this morning or online, say, hey, I want to be a part of that glorious church. As I said, it takes place the moment we give our life to Jesus. As we confess our sin, we acknowledge that only he can save us as he took our sin upon himself. So confess your sin, I I am a sinner. And Jesus, you, you died for me. You took all my sins upon myself. Confess it and believe it in your heart. And thirdly, allow Jesus to come into your life, into your existence. He's knocking on your heart's door. Say, Lord, I'm letting you in. You can be, save me and I surrender and I submit to you being Lord in my life, not me, being on the throne, but Jesus, you be on the throne. Confess this and believe this in your heart, and you will be saved. And it's just the beginning. The Lord wants to do such a work through you yet. You are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, that you would walk in them, the things that the Lord has ordained for you to do before his return, do them. In Jesus' name, Lord, amen. Amen. Hey, Lighthouse family. Thanks so much for tuning in to another one of our podcast sermons. I'm Pastor Joel Sloss. For more podcasts, media, and live stream services at LighthouseNiagara.com, Sundays at 10 o'clock. God bless.